1: This is a private call between uh,
2: Greg and me of the Gallant Goose and uh, Corey and George of uh, Fix My Credit plus credit damage with respect to a joint venture.
1: And I'm the only one on the call right now. It is now 1.04 p.m. Central Time. Hello. Hello. Oh,
0: this is George and Corey.
2: Hello, Corey. This is Greg.
0: I am late for the call. Completely fell out of existence for me in my calendar, and uh, I apologize for uh, being late and um, and the impact on everyone for the, the email? delay.
1: Did you get the email?
0: And uh, you can count on me uh making sure that I have uh this in my schedule in the future.
2: Paul, well, did you get my email
0: reminder? Did you get all that? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes.
3: Yeah, I got it.
2: Did you did you get my email reminder recently?
0: I got it. Okay. Yeah, George Paul.
1: Yeah, I didn't know if everybody was I was I mean, was supposed to call in. I don't know if she's not on, yes. Okay, Okay, great. I'm here. Hang on. Go ahead.
2: Hello? Hello. All right. So you guys are called in on an online conference then, right? Yes. Okay. I don't know where the devil... I just talked to Neva at uh, half past. Wonder what the heck's going on. <sighs> I mean,
1: you want to call her awesome. and uh, just bring, bring her in? Um, I suppose I could try that. Hang on a sec. Let's see if this works. You were supposed to call in that
2: talk show number I gave you. uh, But don't worry about it. Uh, Corey and George are conferenced on Corey's phone, and you and I are conferenced on my phone, and both Corey and I are called into the call. So hopefully everybody will be able to hear each other. Um, I'm presuming everybody can hear me. Uh, Everybody give a test there?
1: I can hear you. Yep.
2: George,
4: Tess, Claire.
2: Okay, right. Well it's a little bit uh unconventional, but I'll go with that.
1: <laughs>
0: exactly. Alrighty. I think everybody I think everyone on the phone, uh everyone on the call is unconventional <laughs> by nature. So it's uh, it's all perfect.
4: Yep.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, moms and dads, we have uh Corey and George and Greg and Niva on the phone here. And uh our subject for today is a proposed uh, venture agreement change venture agreement with uh Corey and George and the gallant goose as as uh, proposed by the email from back on March first. So yeah hi neva uh, if you guys if you guys want to go ahead and uh maybe explain to us what you got in mind and how this might work, that would be terrific
0: absolutely absolutely Hello neva how are you
3: I'm fine How are you
0: doing great doing great wonderful uh, sure absolutely so let's see what we can uh, create here. So, in the email, uh, George, do you have that uh, present too, and it's present for you because I basically uh, took your words and um, and uh, you know created from there around what what, what we can do to uh, you know educate, train, and impact uh, a group of people that uh, are hungry for
4: um, what we have available right, and specifically. What I have is I have right now somewhere in the neighborhood of a dozen uh, California-approved MCLE one-hour events uh, all relating to credit damage for due to various costs of action uh, with guidance, and instructions, Uh, education for the attorneys uh, who are trying to present the economic uh, damage of credit damage for compensation. And overwhelmingly, uh, most attorneys get it wrong. And that's why something like 9% of credit damage uh, demands or claims are kicked out Are not even admitted uh, as a cause of action. And basic stuff that they all get wrong. And uh, I've done uh, five of my presentations for the American Bar Association. I've done... The rest have done for various organizations at both the state level and the county level, and that's that's, that's the content that I'm suggesting uh, we make available. Excuse me,
2: excuse me, George. Is there a way for you yeah. to turn up the volume on your phone?
4: Uh, I'll try. That's full blast.
2: Okay, because you know, uh, Neva, you're typing, and I think the
3: keystrokes
2: right. are are sometimes squelching, George.
3: Uh, I'm gonna. Well, you think that I'm going to? Can I turn off my sound? Will that help?
2: I'll turn off Um, my volume too. Well, if you're if 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 you're going to type in that talk, if you've got a mute button on your phone, um, so you can turn off your microphone, that might help while you're typing.
3: Never mind. I'll just write it down.
2: I apologize. Uh, We're just kind of winging it here. Okay, so, So, George, you've got uh, a number of uh, MCLE classes um, to assist attorneys on trying to figure out how to get their clients uh, some compensatory or statutory damages with respect to um, credit damage that occurs by... The result well, of the actions,
4: statutory damages. I rarely need to help the attorney uh, claim or demand. What what they have a problem with is the economic damage that is a wide open uh, gold mine, and they don't know how to pick up the gold. You have to pick it up the right way, or they just you know you're kicked out of the field. Do your classes include? Uh... Uh, sample pleadings
2: uh, that they can incorporate into their case?
4: Uh, No. I have a model credit damage demand that's suitable for almost every state, but I do something that is self-defensive for myself, and that is I do my very best not to appear to practice law because I'm not an attorney. Now I have attorneys that will work with me, do the presentations with me, and I've done that in the past almost eighty percent of the time, so mm-hmm. that legal questions can be answered by an attorney. I don't I I am not an attorney, I don't pretend to be an attorney, I don't want to be an attorney. And uh I have been um alerted, notified that the quality of the articles that I publish on which almost all of my presentations are based is too close to practicing law and uh, I think it's sour grapes because I've challenged anyone who has made that observation to show me where I'm practicing law because I always have my material checked by a lawyer so I'm not practicing law okay Sure, plus it's just
2: general information, and you're
4: not representing a client. Absolutely right. I do have anecdotes that are part of the presentation that are of actual cases, and the cases are uh, public information once they go to court, so I don't have, I, I can tell stories about the cases. Obviously, there's some aspect of it that's confidential, and i I honor that confidentiality, but if it's going to be talked about in court, I can talk about it all I want.
3: Uh, George, I was yes. a threat with this also, okay, because I, when I was writing my cases, well, you can't write that stuff. Only a lawyer can. I said, oh, no, I can write whatever I want and represent myself. So
1: That's right.
3: And, but I understand it, and it is sour grapes because... Uh, they can't do anything about you. They think they can just knock you out because you're not a lawyer and then that doesn't happen. That's kind of, you know, off-putting for them.
4: Very much so, yeah. So I'm not universally loved, uh, but let's say that uh, the power of what I do is universally respected.
1: And
4: And that's been established over my 20 years of doing this.
2: Alrighty. All right, so you got this you got this basket of goodies. Right. So Corey, where are we going with this basket of goodies?
0: Well perfect. So, you know, what we're looking at is, you know, uh you have in this period of time that you have been running this uh gallant goose and developing a great listening for uh developing a great listenership, there are people that obviously want this information. And, uh, you know, the folks that are listening are sophisticated, intelligent, and educated people, and and we believe that there could be something uh, available for their education, uh, for their educational benefit, and for the lawyer's educational benefit. And, uh, and the model that we could, you know, create and use uh, could have a, um, a will have, an opportunity to uh, charge a fee and to uh, work out a financial range with with you uh, such that it provides some cash flow uh, to what you guys are doing uh, and provides massive value uh, for, you know, the intelligent, uh, smart consumers that are already listening to this. And as your show grows and develops, um, we'll be kind of, uh, we'll be at the leading edge. Of being able to provide those services, and so, uh, you know, and you know, obviously, the rules of the game for lawyers are they've got to take they've got to take this they got to take this time. If they don't take this time for themselves. They're they're not you know, they could potentially be disbarred and they could potentially um, you know cause damage unknowingly to their client. And so, um, given that this is something that George has been an expert in and immersed in for plus 20 years, and a variety of cases, examples, uh, you know, stories for sure, a little bit that we shared on the show, that George <laughs> shared on the show. Yeah. it's uh, So that's really the, the model that we're looking to create with you, and then ultimately being able to do that on a, and, and ramp it up and scale it up to different shows and build different relationships with different law firms and, uh, and consumers.
2: Maybe we have a question. So, Oh, sorry. No, I thought I heard Neva. No, Do question?
3: Have passed, okay. No, I don't have a question.
2: Let me... Right. Uh, um, go ahead. Uh,
4: what I liked about the uh, notification that you sent to me about a similar uh, situation was that you were promoting a what seemed to me to be a full-day class um, fee-based with an opportunity for MCLE and an opportunity for non-MCLE. And I would like that to also be part of our uh, income model. Um, Right. Oh, you're talking about the the Bob James class in New Mexico. Yes, exactly.
2: Right. And, uh, you know, we just tossed that out there, you know, because uh, it was a favor. That, we're, that oh. we're we're not getting paid anything for that. Um, oh. well, we didn't I have anything really... structured. We had no structure or any agreement to do anything like that. And so, um, we thought that uh, Bob's product was pretty cool, from where he's coming from on, on his contribution. And uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, the more attorneys out there that know what his what he's presenting as a possible way of doing things the better it's going to be for all the homeowners that have foreclosure defense attorneys that are trying to help them. So uh, that was just, and, and because of the short notice on it, you know, we just had to get the darn thing
4: out. Well, that's something we need to clarify, and that would be uh promotional period. Um, most of the events that I've done have been promoted for between six and 10 weeks. Uh, I can provide you, if you want, with a 30-second or a 10-second spot um, to promote it so you don't have to get involved in that if you don't want to. I can also provide you with a um, text. I don't know if you want to do your own. With your Gallant Goose uh, style, Uh, I'm trying to make it as easy for you as possible uh, to participate. And um, part of my mission here is I firmly believe that consumers, which includes most attorneys, uh, are really getting screwed by the credit companies and by the the mortgage defense, uh, insurance defense, uh, and almost every other defense kind of attorney that is out there by misinformation, and unless somebody is going to advocate and present accurate, reliable, uh, either response to it or uh, position-setting information, we're all going to continue to get screwed to the extent that we don't need to be screwed. We can't stop it. We can reduce it.
2: Right. It's very interesting. Uh, we had Ken Dost on the show last night. I don't know if you heard that yet, but um, he was coming in from another completely different angle. Um, also, similarly saying that uh, foreclosure defense attorneys are barking up the wrong tree and yeah. that uh, that they can, they can actually... You're talking about credit damage. He was talking about credit damage to him when he had his foreclosure in 2008 and how that got him involved because... Uh, As his story goes, I'll tell you this short part of it. Um, They were trying to do a refi uh, when the the rates came down, and they were pre-approved and everything, and they were going to go do a closing. And they go, wait, 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 no, 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 no. Um, And he's living in, he's an architect, so he's living in a house that he designed and built and got all the permits and everything, so he knows what he's talking about. Um, U.S. Bank came back and told him that he had the, spend $10,000 to pour a concrete slab in his unoccupied basement for them to approve his loan after they approved his loan. And then they told him to stop paying his mortgage payments on his previous mortgage, that everything was fine. And he ended up going into default on his previous mortgage because the new mortgage company that he was dealing with told him to stop paying, that it was just a matter of waiting for them to get around to it and they totally
4: collapsed him and destroyed his credit. All right? Okay, but here's the fun part. This is not an uncommon story other yeah. than the architectural uh skill. Uh the problem yeah. with most people is they demand what is not agreeable or doable and there are exceptions but overwhelmingly uh the the victim whether they do it through an attorney or whether they in proper are doing it wrong, period. Um, and it's unfortunate, and it doesn't need to be that way. Uh, and in, in almost every case that I've heard of, when there's mortgage defense, uh, one of the things that has almost universally been true is all we're trying to do is stop the foreclosure or written. Uh, home. No one is going after the damage done to the consumer and that's compensable damage. And the more people know that, that will be uh, enriching the victim and off-putting to the perpetrator because it's going to dip into their pocket, which up until now is pretty much
2: right. Uh, I think that it's very interesting that um uh- We've had such very interesting guests in the past month or two where attorneys and other, you know, technology professionals within this whole realm have got some extremely interesting angles to look at this whole thing. And I could actually imagine some point in time having a round table with everybody and say, okay, everybody's got a piece of this puzzle and it's very good. And it's a little bit different, as we said earlier, unconventional, but that doesn't make it wrong. And that uh, we could actually put together, just for theory's sake, um, an advisory team, if you will, of of attorneys and you guys on the credit side and uh, Ken on the contract side and other people where there could actually be a composite package where here's all the things that every foreclosure attorney needs to know. And it could be a whole lot more than just, I mean, they could do it a la carte or going to the buffet or they could order the whole
4: meal. What do you think about something like that? I think it's terrific. Neva, what do you think?
3: I think it sounds good. Um, uh, The... The only the only issue will be the actual mechanism of getting the person um, uh, and taking credit for getting it through either Gallant Goose or um, or a Show and your sh- and your end.
2: Well, right. We- so yeah. that that would be another question, Corey, in terms of like how the product would be advertised, promoted. Uh, would these be like links on our webpage to go to other links that you've got, or would we have a whole separate set of pages on our site that then provide all the basic information and then just uh, click on this to order or click on this for more information kind of a thing?
4: Corey, I'm going to jump in here, okay? Sure. I believe that the more points of purchase for the consumer, the better for everybody. So everything that you just mentioned sounds agreeable to me. Uh, and between Corin and I, we can certainly coordinate with you to make sure that whatever is developed on our side is compatible with your comfort zone uh, and make whatever we do available for your use for our mutual purpose. Um, I have uh, my typical, and this is what uh, uh, the other example did, is I just send people to PayPal. I tell them how much it's going to cost, and they go to PayPal. They pay the fee. I'm notified that the funds have been uh, uh, forwarded or deposited, and then I have a uh, registration package that I send out to those people, and then it's a matter of them showing up. I do have some additional uh, purchase uh, items, Uh, for those who want them um, and we can make that as uh, extensive with you as you want it to be but my original thought was let's let's keep it simple and that is uh, offer uh, to your audience attendance to an event and we can give them a link and what I'm not clear on, and, and I'm agreeable to either way, is do you want them to go to you through you, or in uh, uh, Mr. Jane's case, you funnel all of that to him, and he takes care of everything, uh, and you don't have to get involved. Either way is fine, as far as I'm concerned. Well, if
2: it becomes if it becomes a commercial thing, you know, what even and I were curious about is, you know, what would. What would be a commission structure, and how would it be implemented? Um, You know, I I spent uh, the past 25 or 30 years of my life as a manufacturer's representative. And the way our deals always worked, we had a contract, is the customer bought equipment directly from the manufacturer, and then the manufacturer would send us a check for the commission. Right. Um, But then there's all those steps. Uh I think what we're trying to do here is I think what we're all trying to do here is try to utilize you know, the digital commercial technology that's available to us to avoid all that paperwork and bookkeeping that needs to be done to keep a ledger and figure out who gets what and then writing checks and you know, it just it's another step of work that takes away from your work. You know, it's work about work as opposed to your work. Um so maybe we could come up with some kind of a way. I don't know if PayPal or anybody else has a way to automatically split payments. You know, if, uh, I mean, that would be pretty cool. If somebody, if somebody no. had that kind of a service, that would be really cool. And if nobody has that kind of a service, we might think about that.
4: Well, uh Corey is much more knowledgeable in this commission uh, uh, percentage and delivery. So I'm going to turn that over to him. But I'm sure that he and I, and we will all agree, we want to keep it as simple as possible. Uh, As you say, work about work doesn't thrill to pieces, uh, and it's all automatable. Yeah, indeed, excellent. It is, and so we are,
0: you know, we'll be uh we could put in a system uh PayPal doesn't have a structure like that to my knowledge uh at a basic level tier it's they may offer it uh they may offer it in a higher volume um type of transaction but uh but there are uh, commission junctions available uh which is one of the companies that uh, I've used in the past commission junction uh that uh, has multiple type of affiliates and tiers And um, you you can have affiliates and sub-affiliates, and when when a dollar comes in, it just it it you know it uh, segregates the money very simple, and so um, that's that's all electronics, so that's okay.
2: So something like that does exist. Oh yeah. All right. Well, that would be terrific because it would simplify everything for everybody.
1: Yeah. It would just need. All right. uh, Uh
0: you know, banking information, typical stuff and okay, here's a dollar, how do you want to split it?
2: And then it just automatically goes into different buckets and, and stuff.
0: That's it. Nobody touches All it. Right. It just gets you know get, That's you, a get great notify, idea. Yeah,
3: you get notified. Yeah, you get notified
0: when it's exactly.
3: That's a great idea. And the machine takes care of the whole thing for you. I, I love it.
2: Yep. Yep. Well as long as as long as the system keeps working. We all have to trust in something, right? Yeah.
0: Well systems are some um, things to count on.
2: Well, as long as they keep working. If you were if you were here this week when I had to go through all these updates on my computer, uh, <laughs> maybe you would have a different opinion. But um Um with regards to non exclusivity or exclusivity, um what are you thinking about that?
4: I would say exclusive to your audience. I don't want to offer um well first of all it would be non-exclusive but you have to define that. Uh if a show if one of my programs is offered through your show and your I'm assuming your audience is national am I correct? Yes. Okay. And uh in the ballpark figure how many Listeners, do you feel you have at a given show? Um,
2: the, it's uh, it's grown to averaging about thirty live callers a show and downloads of one to two hundred per week. Okay. Uh, for people that listen to it later on podcasts.
4: Right. Um, that would—I don't think that would warrant exclusivity. But I would not offer to another podcasting service uh in a competitive time frame, okay so if you're going be be
2: be clear on that in a competitive time frame, meaning what
4: well, let's say that we start to promote a show on January first that will be uh performed or delivered on um January, February, late February, okay? February 28th. Right. Uh, during that time period, we would not offer the same title to any other uh, podcast program. But on the, fa- on the day that it's over, um, I would like to believe we could start promoting it to a- another audience of a similar size. Because you have no, our audience. For sure,
2: if you had enough money, you could advertise it on ABC radio and sure. you'd go nuts with it, right? Right.
3: Oh, what about Facebook? What about it? Well, uh, that's a great place to advertise.
4: Well, here's the good news. Okay. My, my sense of this relationship is I'm delivering a product to your audience for mm-hmm. you to promote. To that audience in every way that you think is best. Okay. Oh,
3: great. Okay.
4: That's it. And um, as long as you do it in fabulous taste um, and it's productive, uh, let's make as much money together as we can.
2: Well, what I'm what I'm kind of envisioning, envisioning, since we're here at the ground floor of the idea is that um, there's a certain amount of equity, uh, sweat equity that's going to go into getting this thing off the ground. And uh, once that's done and working, it would be fairly easy for other people to copy and clone it without putting in that work. So I believe that there's some intrinsic value that then comes along with helping you guys get this thing launched. Do you agree with that statement?
4: Sure. What we don't know yet is what's the value.
2: Oh, well, you know what? We Neither one of us own a crystal ball, do we?
4: Actually,
1: <laughs> I have. I have. Of...
2: Oh, oh she, she's got a crystal ball. Great. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, where the hell you been? Who's going to win the World Series this year?
3: I haven't, I haven't finished all the instruction manual yet.
4: Oh. <laughs> Funny. Funny. More than the World Series. Who's going to win the election?
1: Oh, oh God.
4: No, actually, the World Series is more important to me.
2: <laughs> Good to have you, <laughs> yeah. Thank there's only, you. There's only so many mice that I can pay attention to. Um, I hear that,
4: yeah.
2: But uh, this all sounds very interesting and intriguing. Um, we probably would want to scribble down some ideas and notes on this to strike to start allowing us to congeal these theoretical points of ideas and views to something practicable and actionable. Do you agree?
4: Yes, and my thought was that once this formula or relationship is formalized, there is nothing to stop you from doing it with other topics or uh, individuals uh, to your same audience. I mean, that's the other aspect of exclusivity. I don't want to be your only uh, provider of consumer education or professional education. Uh, The only stipulation, and I'm not sure that I would make that A part of the deal would be that I would be the only one for credit. But I don't really care because so many, what I do is so, such a great niche. Uh, After 20 years, I have three or four competitors, and none of them does anything on an educational level, even close to what I do. Uh, None of them does MCLE uh, programs, none of them does uh, article publishing and I can't imagine that all of a sudden they're going to start doing that. So uh, I understand that, George, but I got it. And what I'd also like to share with
2: you is in my 30-year history of operating as a manufacturer's representative, right? I have always had exclusive deals where there were other competitors, other manufacturers who made similar products, but I was always able to go to work for one company and one company only in one particular area, okay? So if it was audio processing, I was the doldy guy. If it was test and measurement, I was the audio precision guy. You know, if it was, uh, you know, computer-assisted design, I was the the fab guy. You know, and but there was one company that I would work with in every niche, and within that niche, I was exclusive. Right. There was, and by doing that, there's a, a level of commitment that is fostered that allows both the principal and the agent to have a sense of confidence and reliance on the amount of effort that's put in there. Because if I had three or four different credit damage guys, then I'm just nothing more than a um, oh a, a dealer. I'm nothing more than, uh, uh, you know, some big big box uh, Walmarts, you know, and well, you you can't count on Walmart.
4: Let me share with you that for the last uh, year or so, I've had a increasingly expanding relationship with a fellow named Martin Handelman. You know, Mr. Handelman? No, I don't. Okay. Well, you should. Uh, Martin has had a podcast for six or seven years. He has a he feels is a reliable audience of fifty thousand to one hundred
1: thousand li- listeners. Very he nice.
4: A, yeah, he's a powerhouse in mortgage. I'm going to call it abuse. Okay. He's not limited to mortgage modification, but he is extensively involved in mortgage issues. I have already cut this deal with him and he has a much bigger audience than you do. Certainly but I like you know, I like your audience and because your audience is your audience and his audience is his audience, I doubt that there's much overlap.
1: This is not like selling soda pop. This is much, much different.
2: Right, but uh, what I'm trying to say is that I don't want to confuse our audience and because I have a history myself, right, of only representing those principal manufacturers that are the best of the best on the planet and I've had lots and lots of offers from other people on my, in my audio commercial world that I live in. And I and I say, no, thank you. You know, you know it's really cool. Good luck. Have a nice time. But I'm not going to represent you because I don't perceive you as being the best of the best. All right? And I'm sorry. That's my judgment. Um, from what I've been able to arrive at by looking at your work, and I've actually been through your website, uh, I don't know how many times, and looked at all your work. Um, I perceive you as being up at the top on the cutting edge and in that top uh, 5% tier that I like to work with, right? And that's why I thought that this would be kind of cool because I'm comfortable with working with the best. We're trying to make our show the best. Even though we're just, you know, a few months old or, what, four or five months old now, um, we're growing, And we're trying to make it more and more professional as we go. And uh, Neva and I have high hopes for where this is going to go. We appreciate the opportunity to work with somebody like you. But I also want you to know that we're going to start right from ground zero to not be, you know, a clearinghouse for anything and everything, you know, about the subject matter. We're going to start right at the beginning trying to work with only the best people. And then that will help build our reputation as well. Follow?
1: Yes.
4: I agree with that.
3: Well, I think the area is booming and booming fast. More and more people are starting to realize they got screwed. And then there's all the people who have already lost their homes, okay? And they want to come back. And they want their life back, and I don't blame them.
4: Well, credit damage is the economic engine that will make that more possible than anything else. Right. That's the reason I want to get this information out to as many people with audiences of size, um, because I don't want to get it out on the street corner. That will take forever. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with
3: you. It's all about okay. what's going on on the Internet and, and what's going on electronically.
2: Are you familiar right. with, uh, George, are you familiar with uh, a program produced by a uh, a law professor in Florida? His name is Dr. Fred Graves, and the name of his program, which has been around for well, probably almost 20 years, is called Jurisdictionary. No, it's right?
4: am It's
2: a... It's a Fred Graves is a law professor and former practicing attorney who put together this program called Jurisdictionary for individual men and women, not for lawyers, so that they would understand the law, how to win in court if they couldn't find a lawyer, and if they did hire a lawyer, how to ride roughshod over that lawyer to make sure they didn't miss a trick. Right. All right. It's a it's a phenomenal program. I purchased it many years ago, and um, I should probably order the upgrade. But um, it's been extremely helpful in my ongoing legal education. That's why I know a lot of the questions to ask is from my studies with that. Well, anyway, um, what he has is a partnership program where his website will give you a link that has your personal ID number on it, right? So that if somebody orders his program through your link, you get a credit for it, right? And you can get paid for it.
4: Yeah, it's called an affiliate program. That's an established structure. Okay, so something like that, right? Yes. Yes.
2: And I think as long as we, you know, take care of all the other, you know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's and everything, something like that would work fine, too.
4: Yes. Uh, Corey, are, are you uh, uh, purposely quiet? I, I'm, uh, I think an affiliate program, and there are many, many models to choose from, is the way for us to go if uh your show or your services or your exposure results in a, in a purchase you should participate in that Period. absolutely
1: yeah
0: absolutely he he we you know we want to drive whatever uh see it's what, we could set up one of two ways it can be either be an affiliate link uh, or it could be a simple phone number that tracks, a tracking phone number that goes to, uh, that, that uh, we could set up specifically for the Gallant Goose uh, that they can get copies of. We can get copies of, track it. that will take, you know, 15 minutes to set up. Uh, or a, um, you know, a, a web affiliate type link. Click, go to GallantGoose.com and click on the top right-hand corner and hit order now, uh, you know, to register. Um, it's a it's a t- it's a tough conversion going from podcast or, or radio to a website. Uh, it's a um, it's a tough conversion. It's been proven to be a tough conversion, and uh, so being able to um, have it be strong enough incentive to have people take action that's the thing that we would need to be working on. That would be compelling and interesting. Uh, so we you know we have to maybe develop. Some giveaways, some education—you um, know, something, something that would be different. Um, but that, that there's no problem to do with that, and it can be, com- it can be completely unrelated. I've had some of the most right. successful campaigns. Um, I had some of my most successful real estate cam- campaigns were a free pizza, and um,
4: and you know, they were very successful. So lots of different ways to go there. Well, they are, whatever we entertain, it would have to be approved by all parties before it was released, obviously. That's all.
1: Yeah, sure. No problem with that. I'm sure we all have a common vision. Yeah. So then Okay. Just... So, yep.
2: so uh, what do you guys want to do for our next talk prior to that?
4: Well, I think we've outlined the general relationship uh, I'm suggesting that we do a a pilot Uh, I have the CLE I have for my end of it I'm ready to rock this afternoon but there are other things that need to be set up and that end of it I'm going to turn over to Corey and you Greg and when you two have it all worked out Let me know, and uh, let's pick a date.
2: Okay, um, let's uh, scribble down the minutes of our meeting here and uh, toss that around so we know what we want to do for follow-up and uh, get that as far as we can. So we can uh, do of, that by I, email
0: yeah, yeah, one of the things you know Neva mentioned something which I'm totally in alignment with, uh, one of the things that can be done here is a uh, potential cross promotional uh, approach towards building more of an audience uh, for for your show, uh, which would be um, we could put together a uh, landing page specifically designed. I just actually did a landing page, I did eight of them recently. Uh, and uh, creating the, you know, great content that's very magnetic, very interesting, engaging, and enrolling specifically for, it's a different niche, but specifically for uh, people that have, uh, if we're going to be focusing on people that are in the process of losing their home or people that have lost their home, and um, within either a certain time period or if that's applicable here and have been damaged as a result of it. And we can do a test, uh, we can do a Facebook test. Uh, we can post it. We can uh, drive traffic to it. Um, people that have had to file bankruptcy, been foreclosed on, have tax problems, um, have, you know, bad credit issues, things like that. Um, you know, we can uh, set up that type of a um, Greg? Uh,
4: lead flow campaign. Uh, let me jump in here. Greg, I've only listened yes. to a couple of your shows, and I have not gone back through your backlog, but it's my impression that the, the the biggest part of your message relates to mortgages. Am I correct?
2: That's where we start out.
4: And where do you plan on going?
2: Um, I think Neva uh, and I have talked about did, doing it more in terms of a broader element of, um consumer rights and consumer protection and mortgages and foreclosures just being one element of that.
3: I agree with that because uh, it's too narrow and there are so many things that affect it. And just like we talked about with your credit rating, um, you you can't get your life back after the nightmare if you don't have a credit rating that's decent.
4: Right. And between Corey and I, I think we cover 90%, if not more, of that remedy.
3: Right.
2: Well, I'm looking at this more like Apple Computer. When they started out, all they made was this ugly old computer, which had some really cool software. And that right. sold really well because the only other thing you could buy was an IBM 286 or even a 186 that had a five and a quarter floppy drive and You had to figure out the whole damn thing. And then they sold really well, and then they made another computer, and then they made another one, and now look what they've done. But like any good company, you have to start with a core product and a core focus and stay with it and get the respect of the community on your integrity and your quality. And so that's why we're focusing specifically right now on the mortgage foreclosure and homeowner defense area because – it's a hot subject. I mean, yes, there's a lot of people in it, but I think that we bring a different perspective to dealing with the issue, and we bring very special guests from around the country onto the show that folks may or may not have heard from before. Not only that, uh, Neva, just you know, have a brag moment here. Tell um, Corey and George uh, what Ken said about our, our pre-show interview yesterday. Or day before
3: yesterday. Well, he said it was it was um, it was great because we we do get so many people that are, are from all over the all over the spectrum as as geographically as well as different subject matters. Basically, the two of us will be or the, the four of us will be out of business if we don't have a wide spectrum to choose from in subject matters.
1: Uh,
2: well, that's, that's, that's not what I was asking you to tell him about. I was asking you to tell him about what Ken's comments were with regards to having a pre show interview.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. The pre show interview. And that was very important because I actually had gone online and looked at some of Ken's stuff, and it, was, um, it had a certain scattered quality uh, that was all over the place. And so we got together with him before the show, which he really liked, and we set it up in the subject matters. We sent him a script of what we were going to do, and we changed it so that he wasn't going to throw everything at the audience, just a specific part so people could learn, and then we're going to break him down into three three segments at least because he has so much material. And he liked it. He said it was very professional, uh, and it was e- I could tell it was easier for him to just think and do things. And we went subject line by subject. Uh, to take out the things that we were going to use for next week or the next month and then what we were going to do for the third month. So he was very pleased he, with that.
2: He also said that he's been interviewed on dozens of programs on YouTube and everything else. And he says that we are the only program that actually takes the time to call up and communicate with the guest and set up a pre-show interview to make sure that all the ducks are in a row, and that there's going to be no surprises, and that the show can run smoothly, and he thought that that was great, because everybody else just says, oh, we want Ken dogs on the show, and then they just throw them out there, you know, it's like, without any love or care, and uh, he complimented us on that, and I think that that's true for all the people, um, with Lou and, and Mike, with you guys, um, That's one of the things. Remember, I'm an old radio guy from back in the day when I used to run a low-powered, non-commercial FM on Nyla. And uh, I remember (laughs) what I had to do to put my shows together. Right. And I I had to run a whole station, and I had to teach all these other young people learning how to do radio to do it properly. So... I I haven't used those skills for a very long time, but I'm starting to remember them all. And uh, that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to actually have a network-quality national radio program, you know, even though we're starting out small, and that's our vision. That's where we want to go. We want to be on the radio along with Rush Limbaugh, okay? That's where we want to go. Okay. We want a, we want a national audience. We want to actually make this our career. All right. Got
4: it. that's clear. That's clear. And I believe that what we're suggesting, Corey and I, will contribute to that growth and the respect you get from your audience.
1: All right.
2: As long as I don't have to sell Jurgens hand lotion,
4: I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> Not for
1: us.
4: <laughs> okay. All right. I have to go to another call. Okay. I'm sure. very All right. good. Um, Corey, I'm going to leave you okay. to protect our interests and progress this forward. And uh, anyone who needs to call me, please do so. I'm happy to clarify whatever I can, but. We're in the Cory's court now, so uh, we'll talk later, okay?
2: Thanks, Thanks George. George. Thanks a lot.
4: Take care. Bye. Bye. Great.
0: Okay. Yeah, really great. Really great. All right. We're yeah. still here. Yeah, very good. Yeah, so, you know, just a matter of, um, you know, uh, sketching out some things. I think that uh, you mentioned as uh, a great idea to say okay what do we want this thing to look like What do we want it to sound like and feel like and uh you know what are, you know um that type of thing right uh, and um and so being able to uh, you know I can being able to drive traffic which really everything is traffic right everything is traffic driving traffic the right qualified traffic uh to a um you know, to a, um, uh, a, a, a web, place that, well, it's, yeah, you know, ultimately, ultimately, though, it's to your audience, right? To your audience, you know, um, such that the audience, you know, exponentially expands that, you know, there's something uh, available for them, you know? So, you know, maybe there's a component you can begin to incorporate into you know a sharing component. You know, share this. Um, um, you know, um, something that would really, you know, increase re, in, increase listenership substantially, mm-hmm. right? Substantially. Right. So, I'm thinking,
2: I'm you know, and I'm thinking that uh, the show needs to get reviewed by some media people, and they need to put their two cents in. That's a good idea.
3: Sure. Good idea. Or, um, What I was thinking, you're going to be giving the, the CLE thing uh, classes. Is it legal to give any kind of other information that's not related to CLE uh, in a in a in a class? In other words, you'd have a section of it would be CLE, and there would be another section that would be another person speaking on another ma- matter. Is, is that legal?
0: That's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. Um, I think, uh, you know, as long as it's shared, uh, it's not, you know, shared that, you know, some of it will be, you know, George and I were talking about, it's like, okay, well, some, you know, some will be CLE and the people that aren't interested in the CLE don't need, you know, don't need that. Although, you know, being able to make, to ensure that the people that need the CLE get exactly what, you know, they pay for. And exactly what they expect, right? That's important. So, um,
3: and, and you give them credit. I mean, whatever document you have to produce, just give them credit. Correct. What I mean? Right. Okay. Correct. Well, what
2: yeah. Corey, what would also be helpful would be, um, there's probably a lot more consumers that are interested than the lawyers who represent them. Because, as we've all come to know, a lot of attorneys after they're fairly seasoned, get a little bit arrogant about their knowledge, and they start to think that, well, you know, I'm an old dog. I know all the shit. And and there's really nothing new under the sun. And we need to have a device for their customers. Uh, uh, Here's what I'll call it. We need to have a baseball bat for their customers to go and whack their attorneys on the head and say, you have to go and learn this on my case. Or I'm gonna fire you. You know? Or something like that. Hmm. Where this is really important for you to know in my case. Right? Uh,
1: um, well yeah, Even to the
2: point to even know. even yeah. even to the point where if the homeowner or the credit or the the consumer you know, refers the lawyer to you guys, the lawyer gets it at a cheaper rate than if he goes and does it himself. You know, because it's a homeowner referral or it's a consumer referral. You know, something to say, look, this is so important that we're going to knock 10% off the price of this class for you just because your customer needs it.
1: Right. Right?
0: Right.
2: And then they can always throw the 10% back on there and charge the customer.
0: Well, you know, uh, I think that the illusion is that money is the separator of things when it's not. Uh, it, it's the, you know, it's um, you know, it's something, it's something different than than that. You know, um, there is something to be. You know, I'm looking at looking at the, you know, for example, if 200 more attorneys were listening to your, uh, 500 more attorneys were listening to the podcast. Uh, There's going to be a percentage of them, a a substantial percentage of them that aren't interested, don't believe it, uh, but they're curious maybe, you know, and they want to get more information. So probably maybe three to five percent of those would actually step up and take some action probably faster than others, you know, the ones that are first adopters, right? And, um, And, you know, and... And then the delivery, then you know the delivery and the fulfillment is the thing that you know is is the you know the important um, uh, is the important part. And we you know we've got all that stuff in place. George's got all that yeah, stuff. That you're, yeah,
2: yeah. Like, like, yeah, you've already got your basket of goodies.
0: Yeah, yeah, basket of goodies. Yeah. And so uh, you know, being able to develop that out is uh, develop that message. Really, it's the messaging. You know, uh, proper messaging uh, to, uh, have people, uh, be curious. So it, it'll take a little, it'll take some, uh, wordsmithing and some crafting and, uh, some maybe sampling of the audience. You know, uh, it'd be really great to have a, you know, snapshot sampling, right, of the audience. The audience we already know are educated people. And, um, and uh so you know directing back to neva's question you know can you know these people can these people um you know can other subjects be included in that um, george and i have talked about it but i'm not
3: flat 100% i'll get flat on it uh, here's, and then here's the other and, thing with that yeah. you can have whatever number of hours is required for the cle from 9 in the morning till mm-hmm. 1 in the afternoon and then a, a break, and then have somebody come in, who, like Ken Dost or whomever, who's going to speak in the afternoon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm
3: wondering whether that could be done or not.
0: I believe it certainly can.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah. I well, actually, I would, start, I, I would never start to it like that, because then everybody would run away. Yeah. I would do it where there was a break, and you put the other guy in the middle, and then they have to stick around to finish the class
3: well i don't otherwise,
2: otherwise, they'll just run right out the room,
3: If no, so this, I
2: don't, yeah, because See? they don't need to be there,
3: okay, I don't know that you can divide up the c l e that way,
2: yeah, it, you know what it would be no different than having a juggler come in and entertain them for lunch, well, okay, that's what I'm saying. It's like, this is your lunch break speaker.
1: Well, My, I think why do you
3: people are going to pay hundreds of dollars to come to this program and then I'll walk out in the middle of it?
2: They won't walk out in the middle of it because they already paid for it and they want to finish the darn class. So you have your morning session, your afternoon session, and the break in the middle, your lunch break, is, you know, whoever you want to insert for lunchtime uh, entertainment.
3: Oh, I. I I don't think you yeah. understand what I'm trying to say.
2: I guess I don't. So go ahead again.
3: CLE is something that requires X number of hours, and it's carved in granite, okay? And it can't be messed with. I know that much about it, all right? So if you want to have a program where people are not receiving CLE but they want to come to the class, they can do that. And then we would add to the class, Uh, at the end, which would not be CLE, but would be some of our other speakers that we've had on our program before.
2: Corey, what do you think about doing these on webinars as opposed to having people getting on airplanes and driving around, flying around?
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't even think that's a necessity.
3: I, I, I thought that they had to be attended in person, but I don't know.
4: No, that's not true.
3: Okay, so you can attend it online?
0: Yes, you can attend, you can attend online, and you can attend uh, live. You can attend on a webinar. You, there's all kind of ways to
3: attend. Okay, great. The webinars yeah, yeah. would be something that we could think about then, because webinars mean people don't have to travel anywhere. They pay that's up right. front, that's online. That's right. That's great. That's
4: a great idea. Well, that's
0: totally, totally great. Very elegant.
3: Now, of course, I've been to somewhere you have to go to it, and that's usually a deal where they give you, you have to stay in a hotel, and then they make it optional whether you want to include meals because the meals are done or the dinner is done with some yeah. of the people on on the show. Let me put it that way. Okay? Yeah.
0: This, yeah this, not, none of that's even necessary. Yeah, I mean, cuz you know, we can do a straight webinar and you know, it's a, it's 90 minutes and uh and uh they get their they get their they get their certificate and you know, they're often running uh to uh uh to what what's next. You know, they can do it on a whatever day, day of the week, you know. So if it's nice. a, Yeah, it's it's definitely a great way to go. So, you know, so I would what I would look at is uh you know, these uh courses may run a couple hundred bucks, $350, 400 $500, whatever they may be. And right. um, and so um, being able to develop more and more uh, attorneys to um, get into the courses, because obviously the consumers, you know, they don't need to pay that kind of money because they they don't have that license to deal with, uh, but That's they right. can still access the same information. So it would be a different pricing structure for them. And uh, then it's just, then it's just a matter of, okay, you know, we brought in five people, five attorneys and, you know, it's a $2,500 class, you know, and how do we want to share, right? How do we want to share money?
1: And so what
0: I would, what I would uh, put to you would be, okay, how, you know, what would you, what would you want to do? What would you want to do on, on, uh, you know, participating uh, with this? And, um, you know, and with with the intention, of course, is to grow it and to make it bigger and you know, grow it. You know, more and more people right. and have it have it be an engine, a cash flow engine. That's you know, uh, we're doing whatever two, three, uh, four seminars, five, four seminars a week or four seminars a month, whatever it may be. You know, at uh, two thousand, three thousand dollars, five thousand dollars each, and you know, it's generating you know ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a month.
2: So right. my question to you is.
0: Uh, what
2: are you accustomed to? Because I know in the real estate world um, those terms agents you know get get pooped for commissions. I'm in my world uh, it was never it was never weird to have anywhere between a 12 and 20 percent commission for my work. All right. It was always common. Average 15 percent. Now I don't know if that's something that is appropriate for the kind of stuff we're talking about here based on the volume um, because we're not trying to pickpocket our principles here. But, you know, what do you think? You know, what do you think is a good starting commission to uh, facilitate our efforts to put sure. in the equity and the time? What do you think is a good ballpark starting commission?
0: Yeah, I would say a good uh, ballpark starting commission is 15%. No problem. Uh plus, you know, I'm going to uh probably uh you know, assist in uh you know, my time in in the campaign development, you know, uh because you know, we we want to obviously uh do what we can to direct traffic, more and more traffic over to your show. So there's I'm sure numerous strategies on podcast um, approaches. I've got some people that I can talk to on, you know, how to build up that uh, podcast audience, and uh, which I can certainly, you know, share. And and uh, I can't, I can't necessarily do depending upon the, on either the time commitment or the complexity or whatever. Uh, but uh, there are lots of different ways to uh, get traction uh, to, you know, help develop that out. So. I would do two things, you know, obviously the, the commission side of things and then, of course, whatever I can do to uh, support uh, the growth and development of, the, of uh, your message, uh, which is, uh, quite frankly, my time on this stuff is, is, um, you, know, is uh, you know, pretty valuable.
1: Uh, so, um,
0: you know, so I think, uh, what do you think about that as a starting point?
1: Neva,
2: what do you think?
3: Uh, sounds interesting to me. Sounds good to me. I mean, anything that gets communication out there about what we're doing is a good idea, whatever it is.
0: Yeah, very good. So what we'll do, okay, great. So if we're in agreement with that, then I, I suggest that uh, I have a couple of uh, press release tools. that I can get us into 5,000 papers in probably three days or less. Uh, nationwide, and uh, pick up some uh, pick up some press there, and pick up some traction. Such as the you know the um, we start to start to get a little traction, uh, more and more build up uh, on the uh, podcast, and more and more listeners and people engaging in it. So that could be uh, that could be great. Now you know certainly uh, uh, I could you know send out a couple of press releases after you you know create them and review them. Um, you know? And uh i if that's something that you'd like to do, I would certainly, you know, throw that in as as part of the deal.
3: Yeah.
1: Sounds
2: good to okay. me. Okay, yeah. You know, um <clears throat> we're trying our best, even though we're sitting here as you know the little engine chugging up the mountain, right, um, to not think of us as the little engine chugging up the mountain. We're actually trying to imagine that we're actually a giant locomotive hauling 300 passengers, okay? That's how we're trying to think of ourselves because as you project your thoughts, you know this through the landmark training and everything else, story that you are what you think, all right, and we're not looking at the reality of today is where we are. We're just looking at that as a time snapshot of where we are, but that's not who we are. We know that we're something more than that, so we're just trying to bring that into reality. Okay.
0: Got it. I'm uh, listen. I'm aligned with what I'm aligned with what you guys are doing. I think it's absolutely way overdue. Creditors has been have been doing us for so many years. And it takes it takes gigantic balls to do what you're doing, and uh, and courage, and you know, and uh, you know, if if not you, I don't know who. And so, both George and I come from the same mindset, you know, and uh, which is nobody's going to step up. Everybody's just going to step aside, and that's just not how we roll. Well, neither neither are you.
1: You
2: know, you, well, you don't step aside. Your brother doesn't step aside. I don't no. step aside. Neva doesn't step aside, yeah. and uh, that's why this alliance exists.
0: Yeah, very good. So let's you know. It's, so
2: it's on, it's on the basis of the character of the
0: people involved. Yeah, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. So, yeah, I'm
2: so, uh, so I'm. so let's just count ourselves very fortunate and not have a gloating session. Let's just be. Yes, yeah. humbly grateful, and uh, let's get to work.
0: All right, sounds good. Sounds good. So um, what we'll do is we'll start off with, I'll have George prepare um, a list of courses, and then we can select what, you know, what looks, what, uh, we can maybe select what's uh, what works or what, you know, what's mm-hmm. interesting or is a topic point.
2: Right, and uh, we've got our web page started, and we've got our Facebook page started. Uh, we have to right. still fix some stuff. Um, Neil got the Facebook page started the other day, and uh, I got the the web page started the other day.
3: You'll be interested. Um, if Ken Dost pasted our Gallant Goose face page on Facebook. Oh, he did?
2: <laughs> no kidding. Yep. Um, okay. Yeah, but we've had we've had a lot of really cool things. Um, uh Attorney uh, Lou Bridges, who was on our show after you, um, turns out that one of our callers called up one of their friends in Chicago, and when I called the office to talk to them, the guy that was the referral from our show was
0: actually sitting there having his conference. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, wow, look at that. Look at that. That is powerful. That is powerful. You know, this gentleman that uh, uh, that I'm working with now, uh laura's husband uh, uh his name is gary and uh he she called she was on the show she was the one who was speaking she had this property uh in um uh in uh in in san Diego, and the property was you know she's had all types of litigation going on it she was sharing about it on the show and and so even though she didn't yet engage uh I've engaged with her husband and within just within three days uh within three days his uh his credit scores went up thirty points and just in three days you know which is pretty uh which is pretty awesome and so we've got a lot more obviously a lot more work to do but uh and seven items came off his report and he's here's a guy that you know he is in the middle of a uh, real estate purchase $18 million uh, in Scottsdale or in Phoenix, Arizona. And he can't, he, he he can't get it done because of his credit and the stuff that exists on his report is just unbelievable, completely inaccurate, completely inaccurate. He's got accounts that have been closed for years that are still being reported. Uh, and uh, the initial creditor is long since gone, you know, and uh, it's very interesting. So, It takes something, you know. It takes something between the credit bureaus or the creditors. Uh, It's just a um, a very interesting opportunity that exists right now.
2: Well, um, I really appreciate your work and George's work and uh, um, gosh, you know, twenty five years ago, did you ever think that we would be doing this? No, (laughs)
0: no,
2: wasn't in my field
0: of vision, yeah yeah so okay, good. so what I'll do is I'll you know gather uh the the course list you know we can look at that and then we can uh map out a uh a structure around it and uh we can start moving forward
3: the sooner the better right all right
0: yeah all right yeah
2: I'm all, all about that awesome all right well okay, so let's stay in touch, let's stay in touch by email with our notes on the minutes of our meeting and start collapsing all of the what it could have should have, into the reality of what we want to progress. All right? Okay. That's great. And and yeah. uh, that'll, be a, that'll be a top-tier priority to get that
0: done. That sounds great. Oh. All right. Very, very good. Yeah, sorry. Very good. I'm
4: just uh,
0: going right, to move on to something. Okay. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. Be in touch.